Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, another hobby content creator dinner conversation. The last one we did talking about the stigma or the semantics aspect of the word investing. We had uh, Jeff Wilson, sports card investor there, Brian Gray, who is a card company owner, as well as a sports card investor and several other content creators that run the, the full gamut. But uh, thanks sponsors, Top Spinini and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Compsy.com, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. As I mentioned, there's tension between whether it's a hobby or a business, or even that this is an alternative investment that's uh, worthy of consideration. I think most people are agreeing that no sure things, but uh, there's an awful lot of money coming into the category, and they absolutely considered it an investment. Thanks. So here is the discussion for your listening pleasure. The stigma of the word investing, an emotionally charged word, James, is that a bad thing? The stigma of it that's attached to it is when you talk about collectors and the greed that's in the mm. industry sullies the hobby through investment. Also, people who don't think of it as a commodity because it's cardboard with paint on it. They're like, how is that an investment? I beg to differ. When I buy a very nice card that's expensive, how is it not an investment? I'm a collector and I'm investing so much of my free time into looking up stuff and pop reports and going through comps and going to these shows. I'm investing a lot of my time into Okay, so are you saying that you think there's a significant percentage of the people you come in contact with who do not think it's a legitimate investment? I hear it a lot. Like 20%, 30%? I a lot. Are they people that are buying cards? Yes. Collectors, yes. yes. People who hate the greed in it, who don't want to legitimize this hobby as an investment. There's a stigma to it, and it sticks in my craw. Ange and Steph, you do a podcast with the leading proponent <sighs> on the other side of this issue. and Which is regretful that he's not in this room because he could hold his own. But well, me and him would have to step out of the hall because we would be getting it. <laughs> yeah, half this room would automatically leave, though. Then, Here's the term, and tries to you look at it an encyclopedic definition of the word. We in the hobby for 40 years or more have looked at investment as put the card away, put the case away, put the box away, or I think there was a market inefficiency, so let me take advantage of it. In 1982, I'd go to the Albany Card Show and I'd be buying Ricky Henderson and Eddie Murray rookies at a quarter each. Those were investments, but and they got to 15, 20 dollars. Thank you. But that was an investment, thinking that was underpriced cards. It was real money. It's real money. When I started my channel two years ago, Sports Card Investor, and it kicked up a lot of controversy early. A lot of people were angry in the comments. I was honestly surprised. I wasn't expecting it. You got least, a visceral response. I, it was, there was a visceral response. There were a lot of people that were passionate and really liked the show because they were like, someone's really talking about how I think of the hobby, dollars and cents and all these things. But then there were a lot of angry people that were like, this is not an investment. You're leading everybody the wrong way. 90% of those people have quieted down as any cards that they owned back then are now six times more valuable than they were. There's still a few stragglers that seem to be on the opposite side still. I believe the argument is getting weaker by the day, which I'm enjoying. But from the beginning, I never understood it because I'm like, okay, so is investing in gold not an investment? People do that professionally. That's accepted widely professionally, but what is that? That's a metal you pull out of the ground. People invest in all kinds of rare commodities and investing huge money in cryptocurrency. What technical definition are we using that, oh no, a piece of cardboard can't possibly be an investment, but gold, that's legitimate, and cryptocurrency and NFTs, those are okay. No, it's all a value store. 
all perception, what people are willing to pay. There's a free market and what the market decides something is worth. That people associate a value with and there is scarcity. When those two things combined, people associate a value and scarcity, that is going to be a dynamic market that over time has the ability to appreciate if more people are getting into the market. That's the definition of an investment. I think even Ben will agree. He's in the minority position. Well, so okay? the, the and he doesn't mind. I can't speak for him, but I think that he would agree that you can spend money to make money further. However, his, his definition of investing is technically not what purchasing cards is. He calls it an arbitrage. He would agree that if I can buy a Mike Chart card for $50 and sell it for 100 that's a good thing. You make money. So you're investing niche. to invest in your collection. Yes. That's what it is. So if I go and buy a difference between an investor and a trader. I came on the show and we had a nice verbal <laughs> sparring that ended up shouting at points where we yelled yes, at each other. It was friendly, but you know what we came <laughs> down friendly. Me and him have become friendly on Twitter. And you know how we became friendly is we came down on. We were just word parsing between investing and speculating. And that's and at the end of the day, word. he wants us to say it's speculation. And you know what? I'm okay with speculation. Because crypto is absolutely oh speculation. Goodness, yes. There is no dividend really. Half these things we buy, art, wine, well, you can enjoy them and all those other things, and that's maybe that's your dividend, is the excitement of looking at this fantastic piece of cardboard. It is speculation. In that sense, he's right, but who cares? The idea is trading cards are a stored value place, just like any of these other alt investments, even some mainstream investments that we consider. We just can't cut up on the word parsing. We just have to say, people buy and sell these assets, they do tend to appreciate in value, and those fluctuations are the sign of something that is at least speculative, if not an investment. And if we can pass the words, right. he even comes around. Yeah. He'll be on your team if you say it's a speculation. No problem. But sports cards speculation doesn't, doesn't really... Well, no, first off, uh, first, you know, it doesn't really grasp the audience. But you know what? Stocks for most people now are a speculation also. Yeah. Right. So right. even the things that he would say are investments, they're speculations. You don't day trade investments in the sense that he wants you to think of it as an investment. Mm -hmm. He's thinking it kicks off dividends. There's a real company behind it. That's maybe, not how it is Maybe anymore. this coming of NFTs has indirectly really legitimized the investability of sports cards that you can hold in your hand. It's made us look mainstream. The NFTs are what Ben really is. And Leaf NFTs launch really on September 9th. On the Wax platform, you'll be able to buy Leaf NFTs our first set of September 9th. Yeah. I hate them, but we're going to offer them. Guess what? I hate redemptions, but I think you're right. It does make trading cards special. Again. Look like a mainstream investment, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> At least he has a strong opinion on something instead of just being there who sits and complains in the corner. I'd rather someone give their opinion. And, and we found out that our difference was really just words. Yeah. I mean, it was no, not the underlying idea that a card can go up in value or go down. He just didn't want me to act like I'm buying Apple. <laughs> he wanted me to acknowledge that I'm buying crypto, but James, or, except physical. Is, is it about the semantics, or do you feel that there's some disrespect? There's disrespect. There's people who act angry when you use the word. Just using it, like he said, it could be a choice of word, and my word is investment. Oh, and you get the pushback. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, what are we doing here? We're in the same hobby. Why are you acting like I'm your enemy? The people who don't like investors are people that are harmed by value appreciation because their dollar doesn't go as far as it did 20 years ago or five years ago. You have fear of missing out? In their homo. Or because they're not the type of personality that can speculate. It's just not in their DNA. The gamble or speculation or investment, that's not their thing. As a vendor in this show, I look like I'm vintage. I'll get requests for Jim Brown rookie and I train Lane rookie today. I get a lot of requests for rookies and they know to look for the rookie cards on the old cards because those are the ones that seem to appreciate the most. People are walking in today 
that think this is an investment. I've got to think it's a high percentage. I don't know that you're marketing it that way, but it's implicit, isn't it, with the publicity? We probably have 15% of the people every time. We've got these kids coming in, investors, and even at 14 years old, there's a kid that comes in and he'll buy my cards, go put them, he puts them on eBay. We have to look at the money that's coming in. Where is it coming from and how's it allocated? I would argue if you ask any dealer in that show, the bulk of their transactions were large investor type transactions. Every card that was sold was to an investor and it was an investor card. None of it was PC stuff. You take the amount of money spent in this room this weekend, 80 to 90% of it is investor smart spec in honor of Ben invest money. And 10% of it is true collector heartfelt PC money. And that's okay too. Because as long as there is something for the PC collector to buy, he still finds joy in this, that's okay. That blend will probably shuffle back at some point and be 70, 30, or maybe some of the collectors will become investors and some investors will become collectors. The thing that's being missed here is that literally each person is both a collector and an investor because you're going to collect things that you buy with your investments. I think most of us see the volatility and we take advantage of when people are stupid, aggressive, we sell, and when people are stupid, Panic, we buy. This is the original tension. Is this a business or is it a hobby? And so if y'all wind the clock back a couple of decades on average for most of y'all, when you were kids, there was a situation where you had a hobby experience where you learned about business. You maybe never sold a card as a kid. You just bought cards. But you started understanding some of the dynamics of is it an alternative investment? Kids didn't put it in that language. But there's so many out there. There's so many of the dealers and the people walking who collected when they were a kid without a thought of anything that it's just a hobby. And they didn't use the word business, but they picked up some business savvy from that. So that's the investment aspect. It's rare that you buy something with a thought, this is going in my casket. <laughs> For me, thank God in 1987, I figured out I could sell cards at a show. Because that was step one to having a store and then being a distributor, then making cards and every dream I've ever had has come true because I sold cards in 1987. Mm -hmm. This is so fun. I got to live a dream because I sold those first cards at a show in 1987 and I walked into your store and I, I bought cards in the store and I realized Statute I could, of limitations. and I believed I could buy them and sell them. <laughs> that was like the best lesson I ever learned in my whole life and my whole life's changed because of it. And we can only hope that these 14 year olds run around with 50K right. and that maybe they got from their parents, but some of them actually earned it. Yes, some parents funded their kids, but there's kids out there that actually started with 2K and turned it into 15. And those kids, and you know what? I, I, I pray for those kids that they have half the joy that I've got to have because I learned about this in 1987. And we should be like rooting those kids on because really that's what this was all about. Making a bunch of money is fun too, but we got to live our dream because of this. And every one of us has a pretty good. So James, if they're raining on your parade, that's different than if they're raining on a kid's parade. Not you know, the kid, they shouldn't say, kid, hey, this is not a good investment. This is not baloney. Kid, whatever age, they, they should allow you to pursue it and enjoy it. I agree with what she said, collector slash investor. So good. But I just feel the hate is so much of it. They're like dark clouds in the hobby. And it's, dude, snap out of it or see yourself out. The kids use these days is completely different from when any of us were kids. And we have multiple generations in, in here, and I feel really young. But... Well, Thanks, guys. But kids speak as investing is literally, I have a thing that's now worth more than it was yesterday. So that's just the term they use. Yeah. 
definitions change. I, I think we have to all come to grips that the collector, the investor, the flipper, all are a part of the hobby. As a vendor, when Kyle started doing three-day shows, he had one request for me because I would just bring boxes when I was running my shows. Please have a showcase. The showcase is the eye candy. Society now functions yeah. in instant gratification. <laughs> I think showcases definitely plays into the visual aspect of it, plays into showing off. Same thing when you're window mall shopping. You're looking at the beautiful displays and thinking, oh, I want to buy that. But it also has to do with attention span. It's coming more and more short. They used to ask Don Dillinger, why do you rob banks? And he said, that's, that's where the money is. is. Yeah. Where do you look for cards that actually have value? And again, everything has value in the rich sense. Yeah. But you're not finding $200, $300, $500, $100 cards in those. Sure. I'm surprised. I see $50 boxes now of graded cards that people consider rejects because they're only 50 bucks. Yeah. I'm starting to see some $50 boxes on tables, which is pretty amazing. But we've trained ourselves. Those boxes are for PC guys, for guys that are looking for just obscure weird things or something you might have accidentally mispriced. It's not, it's not even just attention span. Look in the showcases. That's where the big stuff is. I couldn't find cards to buy here. This is the least money I've ever spent at a show. Wow. I spent under 10K here. Today. I spent under 10K because I was looking for 50 to $400 football, very narrow range. And I could not find 50 and 60 and 80 and $100 football stuff. There was nothing. I could not spend money. I have 100 grand in my bag over there. I could not spend. I could not spend. But I'm also packing, so I'm just letting you know. It's not very much when we split between all I'm packing too. But no, but my point being, I couldn't spend $10,000 because people's showcases don't have $50 cards anymore. Are you only doing graded or is it? Uh, I buy like raw autographed rookies and stuff too, but the point being, there's nothing in the middle because showcases is prime real estate. And every showcase, I'm shocked, every showcase is full of 1 to 10K cards now. The world has changed. When I'm in the market for that stuff, I have a field day here. When I'm in the market for cheap stuff, Thank you, eBay, your sponsor, because that's the place to buy $50 cards now. But I think that's the whole thing. Consumer behavior changes, and it changes everything. It doesn't really encourage the PC guy, does it? Is it really inviting to go to a show when people put on the price get 1K? It depends what you're I mean, this is what you do now. They're going to put 37, 3.7K, 0.9K. It's like, how is that a family-friendly, like, really drawing people in environment? Well, I think that's when you get to the base cards. There's always going to be adaptation, whether it's a year, a couple of months. We've seen that. Within the past four months, there's been an adaptation of the way the market's running. I mean, like, people just have to stay on their toes.